Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Civic Action Podcast, the voice of the next generation. My name is Maurice and I'm the founder and executive director of Virtutum Populo. We're the nonprofit organizing this podcast. We're a student-led 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to promoting civic engagement and community involvement among youth in Miami-Dade County. We do this through programming, advocacy, and education. We hope that this podcast is a platform for us to interview incredible guests and, and kind of share back to the youth how we can get more involved and, and what professionals think about, about youth getting involved and, and what advice they have for us. Today, we're recording this in the 305 Vox Populi Studio at Miami Lakes Town Hall, thanks to the generosity of Miami Lakes Mayor Manny Sid. We also want to give a special shout out to the Miami Lakes Chamber of Commerce for their support in making this possible. Today, we have a very, very special guest, President Fermin Vasquez of the Miami-Dade College North Campus. We recently hosted our Civics Bowl at Miami-Dade College North, and we're forever grateful for their support. President Vasquez, thank you so much for joining me today. It's such an honor to have you here. No, Maritz, the honor's all mine. To think that you invited me as your first guest, it's truly an honor and a privilege to be able to be here with you. I met you for the first time not too long ago at our Lehman Theater, and we showcased a great competition of civics and information and high schoolers that were highly prepared. And man, were they quick on that switch to know the answer. So it, it was truly a privilege to have this opportunity here to come and talk to you today. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And, and I guess to start it off, uh, just so our viewers can, can know a little bit more about you, talk a little bit about you, about your experience. And you have decades of experience in educational administration. Uh, where did you start and, and, and wh what led you to be to where you are today? So a little bit background on myself. My, my humble beginning started in Havana, Cuba. So I'm 100% Cuban bred. Uh, you know, that's one of our local Hialeah brands right here. And I'm proud to say, you know, mom and dad from Havana, Cuba. And I grew up in South Florida uh, by way of New Jersey. So many of our Cubans, uh, when they left the island, they, they migrated to different places from California to Texas to New Jersey, New York. And I was one of those that families that ended up in Jersey. And at age nine, uh, we relocated to Miami, been here ever since. And I got to tell you, my passion in education started off very early on in my career. Um, I was a young uh, married man um, with a lot of ideas and thoughts and wanting to give back to my community. I had an opportunity to join Miami-Dade College at the early age of, of 22. Um, we're talking about now a few years after that. Um, and I've ascended now today to become the president of the North Campus, which is an honor and a privilege to represent our students and really share what are the opportunities for the community to engage with higher education, see what they like to seek out in programs. And I find myself that there's a resurgence of that today in our community as more and more immigrants are finding Miami to be their home. Um, I'm sure you're aware of the mass migration that we've had um, either through our borders or off of our coasts. And I think Miami-Dade College is ready to become once again El College, 
like our <laughs> college president says it, Madame Pumariega. You know, um, we we began uh, in my growing in Miami and always found that Miami Dade College, or at, at that time, Miami Dade Community College, to be that home, um, that resource, that support that people needed to be able to gain their skills and be prepared for jobs today. So, you know, it, it, it's really humbling to be able to be in this capacity uh, and be here with you today, but it, it's definitely been a journey and I'm, I'm just happy. And your story is very inspiring. I myself, I'm an immigrant too. I was born in the Netherlands actually. Ah. Uh, both my parents are Cuban though. So when we moved here, I, I remember my first interaction with Miami Dade College in something like the seventh grade uh, through like a dual enrollment program over the summer. So talk a little bit about those opportunities, uh, you know, for any of our students watching. Uh, how can students in high school already start getting involved with Miami College, whether that be through summer programs or dual enrollment classes? What opportunities are, are there for those students? Thank you, Maritz. That's, a, that's actually one of our highlight programs. It's called our Sea Stars yes. Summer Enrichment Academy. Um, we're going to be once again hosting it this summer. And we take the youth that are ready for college. I'm going to tell you, it's incredible to see how talented um, children are um, at a younger age. Uh, maybe not my generation or uh, or prior, but I, I look at my own daughters, um, see how they're uh, advancing academically, outpacing me uh, in my math and my sciences. For you to be in that program, that means you're a very talented individual, and um, and to see that they can flourish in a collegiate class, you know, you're in with your peers, with other middle schoolers, and with a professor, a college professor, that understands that you're still young, but know that your mind is ready to advance academically. And I, I'm sure you had a positive experience. Uh, many of our C-Star students keep on continuing with their dual enrollment track and find themselves that before even graduating from high school, they already have the credits to be able to graduate from Miami Dade College with a degree. So it's truly humbling to be able to say that, that we have a start for so many students in our community at North Campus, but more so we see that our programs are flourishing and we're expanding. Uh, many of our campuses now, out of the eight campuses, they offer dual enrollment opportunities uh, at the middle school and obviously the high school level. Uh, but that's something that's growing. And I don't mind if it all starts at North and it flourishes everywhere else, uh, because that's what I always say. And you've heard me say this, Maritz, is that it's, uh, you know, North Campus is where it all started for Miami-Dade College. So if we were first ones to pilot and launch something and show that it's effective and it's working well, so be it. But the good thing is we get to expand it to the whole Miami-Dade community from Florida City all the way to county line. We want to make sure that we offer the opportunity to our students and our citizens in our community. And, and correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong here, but these programs are totally free for high schoolers, correct? All these college credits that would typically cost hundreds of dollars for, for a post-high school graduate student, you're offering all these classes for free. So essentially, the, they're saving money uh, while in high school and, and getting all these college credits that could help them get their degree even faster when they graduate. Isn't that, that right? Uh, completely. That is correct. And so through our dual enrollment program in the summer term, there is no expense to both middle schoolers or high schools that participate in our programs. I want to extend that beyond the summer program, that during the fall and the spring, 
pretty much all of the schools in Miami-Dade County have an agreement with Miami-Dade College and we could offer them dual enrollment. So if the student does well as they're launching their attempt into dual enrollment, we'll lay out a path for them so that they find themselves completing that degree. So that means there's no, there's 60 credits already carved out out of your bachelor's degree, that's completed. And you get to transition those credits to any of our state universities, which I'm proud to say, you know, I'm a Panther myself. Um, but in the state of Florida, we have great universities, you know, from FIU to University of Florida to FSU, just to name a few. But they're great universities. So those credits are completely transferable to any of those universities, and they continue on their degree path. But think, out of 120 credits, 60 already knocked out. Right. And, and many students think that, and myself included until I did some more research, that they would have to like transfer to a special school in order to be able to, to graduate with their associates, like the School for Advanced Studies or something. But these days, there's many traditional high schools that are already offering it. And, and with you just sitting down, making a plan with like your college advisor, you very much could get your associates at, at any high school. Isn't that right? That is correct. And I'm glad you mentioned that because School for Advanced Studies is one of the high schools that we have, but it doesn't stop there. It's regardless. If you have that initiative, you have the ability to take advanced academics. We at Miami-Dade College work with the principals at many schools, pretty much the majority of our schools in the, in the county, and we offer what the student needs. And not only general just credits, but if there's an interest, if there's a program of study, obviously you have an interest in civics, right. uh, so we can figure out you know, something in the social studies realm, maybe a poli-sci realm uh, that you'd be interested in. But what about that student that might be interested in gaming or artificial intelligence, cybersecurity, data analytics, you know, there, or public safety? You know, there is a program that we have and a path both at the associates level which then transfers into our bachelor's level, either at Miami-Dade College or at one of the universities. So yeah, um, it completely now offers opportunity regardless of where you live in Miami-Dade County. We have, a, we have a, the ability to be able to offer that dual enrollment at no cost to the student. Right, that's incredible. So for all the students watching, you heard it right here. Miami-Dade College is the place to be for you to advance academically at no expense while you're still in high school. But now to kind of switch the topic to, to civics. So Virtuta and Popular recently hosted this first annual Civic Knowledge Bowl at the Lehman Theater. It was powered by the Educational Federal Credit Union. It was hosted by Mr. Bob Rosowski, uh, Executive Director of Social Sciences for the school district, partially funded by the Miami Lakes Town Foundation. Um, what did you think of that event? You were there, I, I, you gave some opening remarks. It ended up being won by the School for Advanced Studies Wolfson campus, uh, but we had four incredible teams compete. What, what did you think of, of us hosting the event at, at MDC North? First of all, I was extremely impressed. Your preparation, um, the amount of work and effort showed walking into that theater, I said, wow, Maritz has really Thank got you. All the players involved got everybody working. I was received by your partner organizations with a warm welcome. I saw the students that were there actively engaged. Your schools, Barbara Goldman, HML, 
I mean, when I did a shout out for the best high school team in the crowd, <laughs> I'm going to tell you HML took over right now. I'm going to tell you that right now. So uh, you could tell there was a lot of pride and preparation. I know that SAS Wolfson won and SAS North competed, but I think it doesn't stop there. You know, um, leading after that competition, we had Model UN yeah. for the last couple of weekends. I saw First, you there as well. Yeah, yeah for high school. And then we had middle school this weekend. And I was talking to Bob and I go, Bob, you know, how could we get this Civics Bowl to be something that MDC partners with Moritz and, and figure out how we could offer to all of the high schools in the whole district and take it under the MDCPS umbrella? He says, but do you have a venue for it? I said, don't worry about that. I'll work on that. Let me let's work on that. But let's create a structure of getting students and getting uh, faculty and teachers involved so they could get engaged right and early on. I think that this year has been a great success. Your first year out of the gate, well done, well presented. I, I think it was a highlight event for the North Campus, and I look forward to being able to be called ourselves partners on a greater scale throughout the district. This is a seed that you've laid this year, but I think it's going to be a very fruitful tree for years to come. I certainly hope so, and and thank you. I mean, it couldn't have been possible without you guys. We partnered a lot with um, the Miami Dade College Institute for Civic Engagement and Democracy, I said, and, and they were incredible, and your staff was incredible in helping to get the venue. Uh, so obviously, Miami Dade College is, is very involved with uh, whether sponsoring or, or partnering in hosting hosting these events is there is anything else coming up that that, that students may, may be able to attend or, or or any programs that they have once they are in, at Miami Dade College let's say they want to transfer there for their associates any clubs or student life that they could be part of to be more active in their communities and give back definitely so you mentioned I said that's one of our core pillars uh, for civic engagement they also do a lot of volunteering uh, we have all types of activities. If it sometimes might be volunteering in an elderly home or a beach cleanup yeah. or adopting a school and, and planting uh, fruits and vegetables in their gardens and helping them establish that. We just have a, a various of different civic engagement opportunities or volunteer opportunities in general. I, I would say is that with so many clubs, we have a over, over 100 clubs at Miami Dade College that no matter what your interests are, regardless of what your degree major is, because I can't tell you the countless students that I have, they says, you know, I'm a nursing major, but I love singing. Right. There's a, there is a program for you. We have uh, a, a choir, it's called the Singing Sharks. Um, that's a, it's a club and an organization, and they perform at different events uh, throughout the college. You know, the, we'll have one of the Singing Sharks um, singing the Spar Star Spangled Banner at our graduation. Awesome. Um, like that, there's you know either a Christmas event or some type of um, performance that they'll they'll be called on to to perform. But that's just one example. I, I can't tell you, you know, if you have an engineering background, but you enjoy robotics, right? There's a robotics club and you can engage and build your own robot and sometimes make a wish list. Like what's the most advanced robot you could get out there? There's dollars that we earmark to support the clubs. So you could work on the latest and most advanced equipment in our artificial intelligence center, completely free and accessible to you. Maybe you want to create in our makerspace something unique, some type of project that you came to come to an idea, but you want to see it come in action and turn alive. 
you're going to have that opportunity at Miami Dade College. So it's really whatever you want to make it, your experience. And then student life in general. We have activities every Wednesday um, kind of honoring. It. This month is Women's History Month. So we had uh, Betty Davis. I don't know if you know her, but she's the meteorologist on Channel 10. Oh, awesome. uh, she's a fan fave of my mother-in-law. She, <laughs> she, she always loves to see Betty on, on TV. And the students got a moment to engage and understand what it took on as a young woman in a STEM field mm -hmm. to be able to rise to the occasion to now be the chief meteorologist of Channel 10. That doesn't come without some hard work and grit. And that's what she was able to showcase with our students, that her early beginnings in thinking that she wanted to become a meteorologist, how that her efforts and what it took her to now become a chief meteorologist in Miami, where it's hurricane country, right? right. The center of all the weather atmospheres from a tornado to a hurricane, you name it, it's happening here. So, no, That's incredible. And I, I want to focus a little bit on you as well. If if you could go back and tell yourself a piece of advice, something, you know, something that 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 our youth can pick up on that maybe you would want them to know as as they start going, uh, either starting high school or, or finishing high school and going into college, what what piece of advice w would you give them? So I think the path that we set out um, to college and the careers we choose is not always a perfect aligned path. Um, there are challenges that show up in our lives, either personally, academically, or in a career. And the one thing that I have to say to you that really made a difference for me was my will to persevere and work hard regardless of whatever obstacles in front of me. I think that is a key because you're going to find yourself that there might be that one class, there might be that one job, there might be that one family member or a dear loved one, right? right? That something happens along the way that creates change, that creates something that you weren't expecting. And how do you rise up from that occasion? They're vast. These issues are from personally driven to financially driven. But how do you rise for that? And never, never be hesitant to ask for help. Because one thing I've learned when you have good people around you and somebody comes to you and asks for help, they're going to be there for you regardless. So I, I tell to the students that are in high schools today or to the students that are in middle schools looking at dual enrollment opportunities, think about, you know, college is your next step. Think about what that looks like. And when you're there, don't fear it. Embrace it. When you embrace it and there's change and there are things happening that you weren't expecting, reach out. Let us know that you need some help. We're going to be there for you. We're going to create an individualized tutoring plan. We're going to create an academic career path that's going to lead you to succeed and graduate and get across that finish line and cross that stage. We're going to do that for you. And I think that's the most important thing that this, the students of this community, the youth of this community know that MDC is here for them. 100%. And and I, I like that you said that because I feel like MDC is suitable for so many different type of students. I mean, it's really unique. Maybe some students just don't want to go out of state or they struggle in high school. They're unable to. I, I feel like you guys are, are really able to lift them up. Right. Um, 
and, and that's why I mean a lot of students I go to HML a lot of our students go to MDC um, and and then after they're able to transfer to maybe a four-year institution or to get their you know post post their graduate degrees so MDC it, like it sets them up on a path towards whatever is next for them right so right. I, I, that's that's what I love about you guys, and we're so honored to be able to partner with you guys and Virtues and Poppy. We're so excited for next year's Civic Knowledge Bowl, and yeah. hopefully we can keep that relationship growing. No, we I, I want to help you blow it up um, in a good way. Uh, we gotta scale things and things that wait that make sure that you have the bandwidth, but that we also provide the support, right? And uh, I think with the district now, and I'm talking about Miami-Dade County Public Schools right. and Bob and his support that he could wrap around this and trying to get get it out to his teachers is to figure out, you know, what's the way we could get more schools to participate, you know? Um, maybe the final is still for schools, right. but now instead of starting with 11, what if you were to start with 25? Right? right, because right, right. we have the ability, we you have the, the the opportunity, and then think about the charter schools in our community. There's a lot of charter schools that are growing, and under the purview of Bob, since he's overseeing that social studies area, he has the ability to be able to reach out to the other side and say, "Hey, if you guys want to team up, I'm going to tell you, I, uh, the principal at Matter Lakes Academy, Principal Rovirosa, he's a good friend of mine. I know I'm going to call him up, and he could probably." reach out to some more schools that would want to kind of contribute. The way that I envision the future of this Civics Bowl as it grows is a chain of events, you know. Um, Think about there's the mock court trials. I don't know if you're part of that. Um, That's something that we're looking forward to moving from James L. Knight to the North Campus next year. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, We're going to launch our brand new School of Justice Training Center. If you remember I've being I've seen campus, it under construction. Yes. Yeah, it's been yeah. under construction for what, like years to one? Yeah, we started now. construction in that building right before the pandemic. Oh, wow. And now we get to, I'm proud to say that this fall we get to open it up. That's awesome. And people that have been in this community know it as the, the gym back in the day, but it's a completely transformed facility. It has nothing, the gym is just a structure in the roof, but it looks nothing like that. Um, and I, I look forward to hosting that, t- continuing on with the Civics Bowl, and then Model UN, growing that. You know, I've talked to Amy and both Bob, and I said, guys, I know you're limiting because you thought you didn't have enough space, but what if I tell you I could offer you a venue that could hold up to 2,000 people? They all looked at me. And what about the classroom capacity? Don't worry, the campus is yours. You know, so we can think about growing Model UN. And you know what I love about it is that you're right. That regardless where you're at in this community, you could find an opportunity to engage into these programs. Because you saw Model UN, you had high schools from the north all the way to the deep south all participating. Some even outside Miami-Dade County. Right, right. right. So what if the Civics Bowl starts looking like that, right? That would be awesome. Uh, Right? So so there's a lot of vision that we could work out, and I look forward to continuing to working with you and getting all of our, even our college professors involved, because they could work, they could also volunteer as judges. Right. You know, so we, we could work it out and figure out how to grow this together. Thank you so much, President Vasquez. It, it's such a pleasure. And talking of the school district, one of our next guests hopefully will be the superintendent of schools. Excellent. So we're very excited to have him. Uh, but there you guys have it, President Vasquez. First episode of the Civic Action Podcast, the voice of the next generation. 
um, it's such an honor once again to have you here. We're very grateful, and and we look forward to to building this partnership. Any final words? No, Maritza, the honor was all mine, and I just wanted to thank you for this invitation. Glad I could make it, and and I look forward to continuing this conversation in in months to come. I hope to do the same. You can follow us on all social media platforms for Trutum underscore Populo, uh, and, and that will be linked in, in the bio as well. Thank you guys, and we hope you tune in for our next episode.